Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Beer-Tastic <laughs> Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And we're going with the Shalom today because we are visiting Schmaltz Brewery out of Clifton Park, New York. They are um, the guys that make the Hebrew, the chosen beer. <laughs> beers that you may have uh, seen floating around such as Optimus Prime. I don't think they make Optimus Prime. I thought that was Hebrew. No. Uh no. You sure? Like 95% sure. All right, well I can make it 100% but, sure. So keep um, going. Most Justin of the, Googles it. <laughs> um all of their beers, well most of their beers have a Type very like, borscht belt no? um Jewish comedy kind of theme. Yes. The, the logo especially you know. with Hebrew beers are hysterical. Yeah, there's a there's a Hasidic a guy yeah. with uh, big horn glasses there looking to party with a couple beers raised up above his head <laughs> and an outline of uh, of both the East Coast and the West Coast cities because J- um, Jeremy Cohen, uh, C-O-W-A-N, um, is originally from the West Coast. He's originally from the San Francisco area. And around 1996, he started brewing out there. And eventually he moved to Brooklyn. And was part of the group that started Coney Island Beer also. Ah. And over the course of the decade or so, it kept growing, kept getting bigger. And 2013, it seems like things really started to blow up for them. Because 2013, they sold off Coney Island Brewing to um, Boston Beer Company. And at that same year, they were also rated by Rate Beer, one of the top 100 beers in the breweries in the country. Mm. Um, they have ac- accumulated numerous Medals from the World Beer Cl- uh, Cup. Yeah, I think including I saw some of the ones we're going to thirty. Um, yeah, and at least nine of them gold. Wow, and five of them silver. So that's quite an accomplishment. I do not know if that is Jeremy's work particularly, or if it is the work of head brewer Richie Saunders and uh, lead brewer Drew Schmidt. I don't know if it's their work, and if it is, kudos to them as well. But I know that uh, Jeremy started off as a home brewer. Like so many of the uh, the great brewers out there, started doing it at home, started giving it away as gifts around the holidays, and people said, "Hey, man, we want more of this." <laughs> I will pay you. Yes, I will give you good money for this. So, um, I've been a big fan of his of these beers for a while. I, I know um, you've been talking about wanting to go there for years. Yeah. Um, so, I mean that. Must be nice for you. Finally, check that item. Off it is. The a, it list. is. A, it is a bucket. It is a bucket list brewery for me to check off. Um, Clifton Park. For those of you that may not necessarily know where that is, it's about ten minutes north of Albany. Wow. It's, it's really not that far. If you're in the Albany area, it's not far away at all. Yeah, I mean, I drove past it twice this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've driven past it twice. Never. I have. I have. Um, my wife's. My wife's parents both live in the Albany area. She has a lot of family there. One of them actually lives in Clifton Park. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, we should go there, and we can stop by and visit your cousins. <laughs> and I'm like, we should do that and get more beer. <laughs> um, but stopping in there, there's also a distillery right across the street from them now. Nice. So if you're into the hard liquor, you can cover that base too. But it's a very low-key kind of place. I like it. It didn't seem pretentious it wasn't over the top like hey look at us we're really even though they've grown to be almost a thirty-five thousand barrel a year um operation wow which is not small by any means that's at least a couple swimming pools at least a couple swimming pools. <laughs> i'm gonna probably go with like i'm gonna 3. say at least 7, six <laughs> um at least six 
so going in there, I tried everything that was on the board. Some of the stuff I'd had, some of them I haven't had before. Um, but they really make, to me, they make like two different groups of beers. They make their regular beers, and then they make their specialty ones that they're always that are they make barrel age and things like that. So um, you can see uh, Jubilation. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, with the J E W in there, <laughs> right? Um, to make sure, and this it's this guy with this giant. Jewish giant afro yes and these you know and psychedelic it, star yeah. glasses on and everything like that and i think the last one they made had something like 18 different hops and 18 different uh you know malts in it it had all the hops and all the malts they really are <laughs> incredible at how much they go through and how many of them they're willing to do um i know you brought me back uh a beer that was i don't know if the name was even 13 and it had 13 hops no, no, that uh, is their bar mitzvah beer because uh, it's on their 13th birthday right it is the bar mitzvah beer and that one had 13 hops and 13 uh malts in it right and mark i think i brought you the 2016 no 2015 uh jubilation celebration Yes, and that is in my beer crisper. So we're going to hang on to that one for a little Are while. Are all the jubilations funky jubilations? Yes, that's what okay. it is. Funky jubilation. Thank yeah. you. Um, I didn't know if there was are, a jubilation sa- and then and a funky sour. sour. Beers, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. And that again, that's why there's like the the like neon colors and, yeah. and the psychedelic glasses yeah. on the guy. And also, you know, the Jewish fro, yes, but also like... That's where, you know, also playing into the funk as well. Exactly. Yeah, and I got you a funky jubilation for Christmas last year. And it was not delicious. even realizing how much you love this brewery. And it was delicious. Um, so because it was so delicious, I could not bring myself to just grab three beers to try today. Um, plus, they had four-pack carriers, so it just seemed perfect <laughs> to get four. Yes. Um, so the first one that we're going to get, can you pass that bottle back over to me, Mark, is called their Slingshot Lager. And it says, can Goliath come out to play? Yeah, play, yay. Um, you know, giving that <laughs> shout out to the old, uh, you know, story of um, David and Goliath. And there's a picture of a guy with a uh, slingshot with a with a hop in the slingshot they're ready to shoot up. And this is um, just a straight up lager. And it has um, specialty two row caramel pills, Vienna, wheat, rye, flaked oats. And with their hops, they went with Warrior, Czech Saz, Cascade, Citra, Amarillo, and Crystal. Which was sounds like a lot, and when you taste a lot of their beers, there's a lot going on. So um, pouring this one out, it is. I feel like the saws would get lost under the rest of it. It's um I'm trying to. Re- the I warrior had... is definitely the bittering edition, right? But the the saws is such a uh, like a. It's very mellow. Yeah, spicy but me- mellow. Yeah. So, right, so maybe maybe it, large it's quantity leaving, late edition. Maybe it's leaving something there as like an undertone, but with the the Citra, Amarillo, Crystal, and I forget what else you said. I just feel like the the delicate character of the sauce would kind of get lost. Yeah, the uh, when we pour it out, it's a it's a it, it smells like a lager. It looks like a lager. It does. Yeah, it's yeah, it's got classic. that very much classic crystal clear golden, clear lager color. Night, you know, clear gold, maybe straw ish. Yeah, and the um, in terms of the size, it could definitely be the uh, power of suggestion, but I, I still feel like I get a little bit of the spiciness from it. But again, it could be from any number of the other um, other hops in there. It, it's a, it's a nice crisp beer, though. I mean, full blown lawnmower style. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one that kind of popped out to me. Um, 
I didn't think it was. I didn't, for for seeing how many hops in there, I didn't think it was overpowering. No, and that was something that surpri- pleasantly surprised me. But it's definitely clean and it's definitely refreshing, and I think it's a really good beer, especially to start a flight off with like this. Yeah, it, um, it's a really enjoyable lager for me. I mean, it uh, it has enough. I think because of the number of hops in it, it has enough to uh, keep me keep my palate entertained, so to speak. Right. The um the flaked oats that they mentioned that are in there is that a, a standard addition for a uh, for a lager? No, not usually. I'm guessing it 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 has a little more mouthfeel to me than a normal lager, and I'm I'm assuming that that's where I'm getting that from. Yeah, I'm more than likely oats are generally added when you're trying to increase the mouthfeel or possibly help with the head retention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't see a ton of a head on this, but I didn't pour it very aggressively either. But no, but like I think it's fa- it's fair for uh, style. There's not a uh, a large head, but I have a persistent ring of bubbles around the perimeter of my glass, and yeah. it, it laces pretty well, especially you know like a standard lager with lace. Oh yeah, definitely. I've that being said, uh, it the bitterness in this is like just a little bit too high for me. So what's interesting to me is I get more of a. Um, uh, not fruity is not the right word, but a, I want to say citrusy, but it, I just, floral? yeah, fl- that's it. That's the number floral, yeah. um, quality to, to, to the bit quote unquote bitterness that at the distracts of, me at the front of the sip. I agree with you, but then I get a little bit too much of the dank hop bite at a, the end. as it's going down the throat. That just kind of puts me off it a little bit. Yeah, I get that. At, I understand what you're saying. And I get that at the end. When I finish the swallow, right, that's when I taste it, right. Um, but all in all, being said, I think I didn't have this one first when I was there. I think this was like the second or third beer that I had there, and it kind of and it was a. I think it was a really good change of pace, you know, like a, an intermission beer. Nice little change up. Yeah, you know when you're when you're trying a lot of stuff that has so many different malts in it, and some of them that are much higher uh alcohol to have something like this come back and just kind of hang out with wasn't was a was a good change of pace yeah um i i enjoy it a lot i i i took a little bit more in my glass and i i kind of purposefully made it hit like my back of my tongue as it goes down my big fat tongue i usually just like you know like a cat throat throw the beer to the back of my throat as i'm drinking it um and I, I do. I definitely can see what you mean. It, it, for me, it, it wasn't. Uh, it still wasn't unpleasant, and it, it kind of cleaned off a little for me. I'm gonna. I'll kick off the ratings. I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I think I'm gonna give it a bomber. Um, it's pretty high for me for a, uh, a more of a, a hop forward beer, but I, uh, I enjoyed it. For How about you, Mark? Yeah, for me, I'm gonna. I'm gonna max out at a pint. Uh, okay. After that, it's. I could drink that pint, but uh, after that, I'm. I'm gonna need something to. Refresh my palate. Um, for me, I think I'm going to go with the bomber. That if it was just a separate, if I was just drinking the, there could be days, especially at hotter weather, that I might just drink these. But also after two, I think I'm going to be a little fried out and want something a little different, maybe something a little um, richer to kind of cool off that that uh, hot burn. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's a bomber. All right, well, while we pour out the next offering, I think I'll give everyone a refresher on our rating system. 
Uh, good while. man, I was having yeah, the same thought. Yeah, we haven't thought. done that in a little yeah. while. So uh, we have a five-point scale here on uh, essentially, loosely, how much we want to drink in one sitting. Sometimes we get a little crazy. It's somewhat flexible. Somewhat. So uh, it goes uh, from a, uh, a taster to a pint, and then we go up to a bomber. And then a growler, and if we gotta have it all the time and mainline it, then Just we we, rate, to my we rated a keg. Um, I believe the second beer we're gonna have is another one from the Hebrew series, which are all uh, kosher. That's true; they're all kosher. Uh, now I don't know what it um, what makes a beer kosher or not. I'm, you know, I don't can't imagine that there's you know they have to worry about the uh, the meat and cheese thing going together <laughs> going on in the beer. And if they Probably are, not. then I got then I think we have a different issue. I'm, but, yeah, as you said earlier, I think we're guessing. We're guessing. I think it's it'd just be really blessing. funny that if they had like two completely separate, uh, like production brew houses. Yeah. That like one was the dairy. Yes. And, and one was the meat. <laughs> that would be entertaining. Um, but they do have. Oh, you know, I what? believe they have a fifty uh, a fifty barrel brew house. Damn, son. Like it's pretty damn big. <laughs> that is, that is sizable. Um. I'm sorry, you were saying marketing. Well, I was going to say, I was like, oh, wait, lactose, that's derived from milk, so maybe that has something to do with it, but I'm not sure. That's possible. But, but just um, the this, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not Jewish. I'm not up on kosher laws. Listen, kosher law is like, is like the most deep, concentrated, off the wall, like... It's like saying, I know how to do math, but not, but then feeling bad, like you don't understand, you know quantum physics or something like that like that's what that's what like kosher law is to the rest of judaism it's nuts i'm pretty sure uh halal is right up there with it yeah i think i think any of those dietary laws just get a little nuts the second one uh offering that we have here is their messiah nut brown ale and the messiah is a gold medal winner at the uh at the uh, world beer championships and they say that it's the beer you've been waiting for and this one has, um, I really like that they put all the hops and all the malts on That's the label. So cool. I think it's, you know, for nerds like us, I think it's a, lot, a big plus. Yeah. So they have two row uh, Carapils, Dark Crystal Chocolate, Caramunic 60, Kiln Amber for the malts. And the hops, they use Warrior, Centennial, and Liberty. Hmm. So um, this one pours out. I would call it Dark Copper, maybe. Yeah, maybe a. I would say it's brown. Yeah, I think. (laughs) Fuck off, (laughs) oversimplifying motherfucker. (laughs) Not even. Uh, It doesn't. I I don't. You didn't even consult the chart. It doesn't go to the dark brown, but it's it's. I think it's a little darker than your dark color. I believe that it's mauve. (laughs) (laughs) I once I once fooled someone into thinking that was really a color, and it gave him Scrabble. There you go. (laughs) M a u v e for anyone playing at home. I don't know, Justin. It's pretty close. It's pretty close to just brown. We're consulting the technology. Well, you said deep copper. I, not, I said dark copper, which, which is the same. Yeah, yeah, I, I meant to say yeah. that's the same as deep copper, and yes. I said brown. So, so I'm going to say it's a firm 20 SRM, which is right in between those two. Okay. There we go. All right. So now, we're both right. Now, this one comes in at 5.2% ABV, and I don't know if I mentioned it, but the uh, the slingshot was at 5.3. So these are reasonable. These are downright sessionable. Yeah. yeah. You can drink these. I didn't get a... Um, any real aroma on it? No, I don't really get much aroma from it either. Yeah, I'm not picking up on a whole lot there. I wasn't really sure what I was drinking uh, because I had taken my first sip before Kevin actually said what we had here. 
and the way the bottles are arranged, I can't see the labels, but I wasn't sure if I had a porter or uh, a stout in my glass, and it turns out it's a brown, and all right. Well, this would be really <laughs> that, light for that, a That for fits a what stout. I'm tasting. This would be really light for a stout, but... No, but I, I get, like, a little bit of roast. Yeah, there's a touch of roast in there. Yeah. And I guess that, my, looking at that list, I guess that would be the chocolate malt that they put in there, right? Right. Um... This is another one that's I think is you know there's a little bit of the the hop bite in there but nothing that's overpowering. It's less present than in the lager. Definitely. I mean this is much more in my wheelhouse than the lager. Yeah, but this is this is a good like everyday drinker. Yeah, it's pretty it, it's a it's a really solid beer and uh, again another one that's uh, we're going to call it darker on the spectrum that right. you could probably start to push people over to and go, "Hey, why don't you try this?" It's a brown ale. It's not a porter or stout. It's not like Guinness. Yeah, I think you, I think you could put, I think you could uh, convert a few people with yeah. this one. Mark, what are you thinking on the on the nut brown? I'm I'm really digging it. It's quite nice. Yeah. I don't. I enjoy brown ales, and I don't see that many of them. So that whenever there is a brown ale from somewhere, I'm always like, give me that one. Yeah, I feel like brown ales are the are like the they just get left out you know they're they're better they i i like them i usually tend to like them better than loggers but or an ambers even yeah but they kind of get left out because they're not quite as sexy or they don't stand out as much as you know the the porters and the stouts and the other stuff like that i can definitely see how this would win medals in a competition because i mean style wise this is like straight up yeah you know, I, I right think on this point. is a great example of a of what a brown ale should be it's malty with a touch of sweetness there's just enough hops to balance it out to keep it from becoming cloying it doesn't stick it doesn't build on your palate as you keep drinking and i'm all for it um, and, it, and the, the the caramel malts in there give it a, a nice little just a little hint of uh sweetness yeah exactly the sweet the sweet is really just a touch of it it's nothing over the top of it um for me, I think I'm going to go with a growler on this one. That this is this is the kind of beer that I can really get behind, and the kind of beer that I would want to have in my fridge yet, like handy at all times. Seconded. Yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to I'm going to ruin the hat trick and go bomber. Okay. Um, it's not that I I don't like it. I definitely really like it, but I don't want to. Uh, it's plain for me to have a lot of. Which is weird because obviously if something's complex, you may not want to have a lot of it either. But I think I I, I want to kind of have that to bounce back and forth between. So we're gonna go bomber. I can you, understand. You know, you know what I think this would be really good for, Justin? Uh, braising meat. I was gonna say the comically large carrot that I got oh. from uh, <laughs> my uh, farm share this week. Yes, the, the Franken carrot. There you go. I thought I thought we were it was somehow going to end up in a breakfast food again. Yeah, I, I kind of figured that. That's why I thought it was like a nice uh, sort of. There you ball. go. So going with this, these two first two I think are pretty like I'm going to say basic beers. Like they're kind yeah, of standard examples of, examples of style. They're nothing too crazy, and yet we started off talking about the funky jubilation, the Hanukkah Chanaka one that they made. Yep. Yep. Um, and the uh, bar mitzvah, the bar mitzvah beer, where they have so much going on that um, they're much more complex than this one is. 
Um, and so now we're going to get into one of those, and this one's called Bittersweet Lenny's R.I. Uh, Rye, it's a Rye IPA, R-I-P-A, and it has it on Billboard, and this one's a shout-out to uh, the co- to the comedian Lenny Bruce. Oh, wow. Um, Old-school uh, legend. Exactly. And so that's why this is brewed with an obscene amount of malt and hops. Oh. Um, and this one comes out, um, comes in at 10% ABV. Nice. Um, it was uh, a go- also a gold medal at the World Beer Championship. Um, beer advocate called it world class and has let's see one two three four five six seven eight different malts five hops and then three dry hops that they put into it so it's a little bit nutty in there in that sense they started uh trying to use everything in the in the warehouse it makes sense because if um if anyone's not familiar with lenny bruce he's like the original um quote-unquote dirty comic i mean if you listen to anything now it doesn't hold up like funny wise because it's you know it's at this point close to forty years old if not older yeah and uh, on top of that uh, he was like banned from banned from certain TV stations so the obscene part is definitely uh, apropos yeah so kind of like Andrew Dice Clay without the homophobia <laughs> yeah it was mostly Andrew Dice Clay uh, and then d- like double the misogyny and you're, you're <laughs> like right there <laughs> well I mean it yeah you know the <laughs> Being this is back when you could from the time before, back when people people thought smacking women was like the, the go to move. Right? <laughs> She'll love me if I smash her the dome. <laughs> if your wife's not listening to her, just bend her over your knee and spank her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kevin's Kevin's got nothing. We, to add. We, we I got Kevin. nothing. No, yeah. I'm just looking at the bottle. I'm just looking at the bottle and looking at some of the stuff. So I mean, um. This one, you're gonna smell the hops in it as you as you pick it up. Like it's so the funny thing is, see, really, I, I don't I get, get it. I get more caramel and yeah. rye in the aroma. That's exactly right. what I was gonna say. Well, um, perhaps this is a little bit different in the bottling than uh, that. I mean, I'm going off what I'm I. I definitely from. get some dankness at the back, though. Yeah, but uh, the front taste is really good. So it, oh. as long as I keep drinking this, I'll be good. Yeah, this I, I what I basically need is I need to drink this like people play a didgeridoo. <laughs> wow, 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 yeah, I need wow, to wow, rebreathe wow. this it's because the front part is <laughs> it's so good, and then the back. It's not the back is bad. It just sort of goes a little, a little uh, for lack of a pun. Here's a pun: a little awry. There you for go. Me. <laughs> <laughs> hey. It goes a little awry for me in the back with, with, with the <laughs> with the tankness yeah. uh, on the back. Um, I, I will say though that it is not um, Birdman. I need your trust, all of it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Avenger, my IPA, my my IPA. My that's gonna be okay. Avenger, my IPA. Get it. <laughs> if anybody can't figure this out, this, we, sorry, we had the, we, this is we're recording the second episode of the night, but the first night was Bellport, and we had a barley wine. Yeah. Um, but uh, the dankness in the back is not off-putting. Um, I'm not saying that I'm gonna want to drink a a metric shit ton of this but no. it is uh it is a tasty beer what i found was that when i drank it and i got hit with that um that heavy hop bite at the back of it i wanted to go back again for the good <laughs> sweet part in the front of it exactly and next thing you know i finished the i finished the uh the whole sample that they had given me which was yeah. like about you know probably like a five ounce pour or something like that that's why i said i just need to keep drinking this. yeah and i'm just i'm like I will, i'm okay i'm gonna get more so i'm gonna get that sweet again get that sweet and next thing you know it's gone 
Yeah, I just want to hold it in my mouth and then just keep pushing it from the front to the back. <laughs> like the, the sweet uh, and slightly, you know, spiciness from the rye is really good. Yeah, but it's just a little bit too much dank. They could if they dry hopped it like two times less. I'd love it probably yeah. twice as much. So just to um, just to hit on on what those hops were, they used a Warrior, Cascade, Simcoe, Crystal, and Chinook, Amarillo, and Centennial in the hopping process, and then they, pardon me, Belgian, then they dry hopped with Simcoe, Amarillo, and Crystal. See, the interesting thing is that the I like Funny, all. Funny, it doesn't taste like cat pee. <laughs> amazing i i like the the three dry hops are th- probably three of my favorite hops especially amarillo yeah and the uh i'm I, I only i can only blame the uh the dank in the back on the simcoe and the uh centennial and the chinook oh well yeah chinook too but chinook's not that bad there's a little bit of uh it's not quite as grassy as the others no but in use combination with the three it's certainly uh it's not helping no and what's interesting is you know again for my uh research and into hop utilization which you know if i use two ounces of hops in a beer i feel like i'm i'm like over hopping which is clearly <laughs> not not that much um the, there's a compounding factor to the oh the layers yeah, yeah and everything. That, so you, 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 like you know it's exponential yeah that's what i was trying to get at exactly um you know i think i don't i'm gonna just completely on speculation here but i think you kind of get that uh, the feeling of a comedian that goes a little too far. Um, this is kind of a beer that goes a little too far in that the hops at the end just push you a bit further than you're comfortable with. Yes. Which is kind of the, the mark of Lenny Bruce comedy also. of uh, Hey, that's funny. Oh, that's that's pushing it. That's still funny though. Yeah, I I I I really I didn't know that it was Lenny Bruce. I'm, yeah. I'm super pumped that someone named beer after Lenny Bruce. Yeah. Um. So as far as ratings go, I think I'm gonna go with a pint on the uh, the rye IPA, the rye double IPA here. I'm gonna agree with you. A pint. I I definitely enjoy a pint. I enjoy it more so if I had some chips or something to kind of clean the dankness out a little. Yeah. Do you know what I want to eat with this? You said chips, chip wise. Can anybody guess the chip I want to have with this? Jalapeno. Tostitos. No, I, I want Fritos. You want Fritos? Fritos with this would be pretty good. And then I could start a fire outside. Bugles? Bugles would be the shit with this right now. My colon would fall out, but Bugles they would be amazing. Bugles. They yes, have to. They do. My yes, father do. growing up, um, you know, had a heart attack when he turned 50, so <laughs> this is pretty obvious right now. But he used to take the squeeze cheese, you know, like the the one that like, it, they shouldn't like even call it cheese. cheese. He, would, cheese fill, he would fill it with, fill that with Bugles. He would eat a whole bag and go through a whole thing of that cheese. And if there was any cheese left in the little squeezy thing, yeah. he would like spray it into his mouth like he was doing whippets. Yeah, that may have contributed to his heart attack. <laughs> Because it's not say, really cheese. No, I know that um, may or not, may not be one of my products. I, no, I know that. I know. I know that it, it may or may not be. Right. Exactly. Um. So, what are you gonna go with for a rating on this one, Justin? I'm trying to talk myself into a pint on it right now. Yeah, you gotta talk yourself up to a pint. I, lo- I listen. I love the beginning part, and I just as I keep drinking it, mostly because I think you know, Mark hit the nail on the head. I don't have a, a palate buffer, so to speak. Um, I don't dig it as much. I think I'm, I'm going to call it a pint. It's worthy of a pint. It's interesting enough. It has the the rye that I like, and um, as long as I keep rebreathing it, it'll be fine. Yeah, 
I just re- um I remember when I saw this one and I saw that they ha- when I tried this one and I know that they had the bottles on it. I really wanted to um, bring back a bottle of this for you guys because I know how much you love rye, and I just thought it would be a very interesting change of pace. No, it's good. I'm I'm certainly glad to have shared the bottle with you. It's just a little too dank. It's a, it's a good uh, exploration beer, kind of like we were saying before, how we want people to um, uh, experiment and you know maybe go more towards a darker beer. Right, you know, it's it for us and me in particular going to that double IPA. The, the rye is like the gateway ingredient. Yeah. Um, so some of the other ones that you might see floating around is um, they have a hop mana IPA. That's their. Uh, that's another one that they make year round. That's dry hopped with Centennial and Cascade. Um, Death. <laughs> I never saw this one, but I love it. It's a tribe called Schmaltz. Oh, it's awesome. I think I have seen that one. Um, you know, they also have similar to this one, and this one I wish they had. It's Hop Mama IPA, and this is an IPA brewed with peach, apricot, and habaneros. Damn, son. I would love to try um, that. They also love their hops so much that there is a Hop Orgy beer. <laughs> um, yeah, and they have the variety pack of all their hop ones in the, the Hop Orgy pack. That's really funny. Um, I like that. Let's see. They're up to um, Jubilation 20 now for their 20th anniversary. Um, that one I definitely was, didn't realize that they've been around for that long. Yeah. I didn't either. That one was a, a 16.8% ABV. <sighs> and if you ever see their Genesis, that is their uh, barrel-aged barley wine. Yeah, I definitely have seen the Genesis. Yeah, I've ha- I think I may have tried that at some point. Probably before I was quite able to handle it. And <laughs> yeah, I may have bought you a bottle like forever ago. I, right? Yeah, like fifteen years ago. Yeah. Wait, no, that math doesn't check out. <laughs> Maybe like twelve years ago. Yeah. Um, the last one that we have here is from their Star Trek line, which, which they actually, is not something I knew. Yeah, existed. they actually have a whole line of them, and this one is the Klingon Imperial Porter, and I am not. Does a it Trekkie. have a cloaking device? Uh, no, I can. I found this really Can't. easily. Um, <laughs> I, it invaded my Federation space. Well where, done, sir. Well done. Um, and I was really angry to be able to identify that there was Klingon writing on the bottle and know that that's Klingon you, writing. Yeah, you, so, you mentioned that before we started recording. You're like, I hate myself because I know this is Klingon writing. Yeah, I am not a. I'm not a Trekkie. I'm enough of a nerd that I think I carry. I think I can be classify that myself as that, but. When it comes to Star Trek, I know nothing. Is there one of those like uh, Half Moon Sword thingies? Uh, no, it's just the label they art? Ju- no. They just have like one of the ships. Oh, okay. I don't really, I don't it's really know. The ship about looks it. like a giant dick. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know anything about their storyline or anything to tell you more about them. But uh, this one has Columbus and Vanguard hops in it, and it's Klingons not... are basically space Vikings. Space Vikings. Okay. Yeah, they rape and pillage. That's yeah. Okay. And what I find really cool is, I mean, obviously they said... Are those said, the guys with, like, the uh, cheese graters for foreheads? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, I mean, the most common of cheese grater foreheads. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what I find really cool is that, you know, it's actually, like, licensed merch. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, and they, they have a Star Trek with a TM and everything on it. It is... Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it, it, is, it is legit licensed out there. It is not just a tribute one. Um, it doesn't kind of skirt the edges of it like... Uh, like Klingon, Klingon spell with a C. Yeah, or 
one of our friendly breweries that has a bunch of Game of Thrones themed beers and other TV. Oh beers. right. But they also have the Red Session IPA. That's the uh, Vulcan Ale. Um, I saw another one in there, a list of it. Um, but yeah, there's all there's all sorts of stuff. Visit FederationOfBeer.com. No. Yeah, apparently I have not visited that. So if you... all right, let's see if it's a whole bunch of Star Trek porn. They also have a lager aged in bourbon, bar- in bourbon barrels called an Imperial Amber Bach called Bach Bach. You almost <laughs> said purple barrels. Purple barrel. That would have been pretty funny. Pretty oh, this funny. Is cool. Hold on. Yeah. But pouring this one out, um, it's light for a por- I think it's a little light for a porter, but it's uh, I would say it's fairly close in color to the brown. Yeah, very maybe much. a little bit lighter, but not yeah. far off. There's a little bit of head on there, and I've got a bit of a malty nose to it. Yeah, a little malty caramel situation. Yeah, it um, it laces the shit out of the glass. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it does. Honestly, this tastes a lot like the porter that I made. Yeah, this one's this one's a nice this one's a nice porter. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, it's got enough of the hops in there to keep it bound, to keep it from getting uh overly malty. But I think this is uh um, Yeah, it's got a good malt backbone, but there's enough bitterness there to keep it even keeled and I think the scale the scale's more pre prohibition than the uh American porter that we classified yours. I'm only kidding with you. I don't know that for sure. We uh we uh tasted um a bunch of sty- uh actual like BJCP styles of pre pre prohibition and um American sure porter. One pre prohibition and four American uh, porters. American porters. To match it up and we matched marks up as an American porter. So I was I was kidding with him a little bit. This is actually, I, you're right, it is very, very similar um, to what you did. Um, yeah, like I think this is, it's a little I more, think this is a little sweeter yeah, that's exactly. on the finish than mine is, but I think it's closer in the flavor profile than mine is even to the smutty nose. Yes, it is. This is a fantastic uh, sweet um, beer. Yeah, I I make some damn good pancakes with this. Yeah, I would actually. Um, I would like waffles with this. We can do waffles too. Yeah, that was also a joke because it's the same batter. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. But no, it's no. it's it's close enough. Like I'm lazy when it comes to pancakes, and I just use the complete box mix. Oh, really? Yeah, that's really surprising to me. When I make waffles, like there's yeast involved. They're oh, started yeah. the night before. Well, you're making an ent- entirely different kind of waffle than 90 percent of the world knows even exists. I'm sorry, I was looking something up, and now all of a sudden you're talking about waffles, and I have no idea how we got there. <laughs> but, uh, you were balls deep in whatever you were looking up. What do you got? I, I was Fuck our waffles. Th- I was thinking through the, my uh, photos to get a picture of the of the board while I was out there, while I was out at Schmaltz, um, just to look for a couple of the, to mention a few of the other beers that I may have tried. But whatever we do with this beer, I think it's enjoyable. It's, it Certainly. is really good. Um, What's interesting to me is it, for especially something called an Imperial Porter, it's uh, it's on the spectrum is incredibly light. I think so too. Um, I don't know the classifications of imperial porter that would make it so. Um, but I guess that's just adding a little bit of the extra hops in there. No, I really I think it's because of the alcohol content. This is seven point three. Yeah, it's which not I light. believe is above the okay. the. That, I the think, threshold. Yeah, I want to say like six and a half. Okay, is uh. 
where the BJCP caps the American Porter. Well, I kind of like this one. Oh, um, it's really good, and I didn't realize it was seven. Yeah, I think it might get seven, you in trouble. Seven, if yeah, you, you yeah, definitely. Co- probably have a couple of them. You definitely drink like three of these and then realize, oh, that, that was too many. Yeah, I'm glad. I, I, I guess I'm hanging out here for a while. Yeah, I saw this in the uh, in the in the um, cooler that they have behind the behind the bar in the tasting room. They have a whole shelf of all their singles, and they have their big bombers of all their specialty stuff, like the Punky Jubilation and a few other things. Um, and then they also keep some six packs and twelve packs called of uh, some of their bigger production stuff. But um, yeah, it was a really it was a really cool venue. Um, and I'll go into that a little bit more in a second. But how about a rating on this one, Mark? Why don't you give us a start on this one? Uh, this is easily a growler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's approaching keg, but I'm I'm not gonna go quite that far. I'm gonna stay at the growler. I'm gonna give it a bomber. Um, I like it a lot, but um, flavor hangs out for me hardcore on my tongue. So I don't know that I want to drink that much of it. But it's a it's a pretty fantastic beer. Um, and just for anybody uh, playing the game at home, I looked it up in the SRM value for the uh, American Porter is from a 22 to a 40, so this would definitely be in the, the 22-ish, 24-ish category as far as color goes. So it's definitely part, definitely in style, just out of curiosity. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah but it what is... about the ABV? Uh, ABV-wise, just for an American Porter, we have 4.8 to 6.5, so obviously the Imperial... Right, that's Imperial, why it's Imperial. Yeah, Imperial, right. Imperial right. pushing it up, but uh, it, that's, you know, oh, for the shit. stack geeks at home. I think I was right. I said 6.5. You did. Wow! Wait, look, so, at, look at the big somehow bra- this shit is seeping in there. Look at the big brains on Brad. Here's the thing: it clearly goes back to that old idea that if you drink and you study at the same time, you only know the information after when you you're drink drinking. Again. Oh, it's, yes, it's true. science. There's yep. nothing else that we can do about that. For me, this one's going to be a bomber. Also, um, the bite on it is a little stronger than I like, but I think it's still really good. So I would probably have two of these and then want to maybe I'll go back and have a slingshot. Well, and oh, then yeah. change, and then change nice. the pace and by that point if i've had three of the three beers already i'm probably going to be starting to wrap up so that i'd probably go for like one of the jubilations which is their sat which is one of their sours and then you'd walk across street to the distillery and just fall down no i wouldn't walk across the street to the distillery. what i would probably do is then call one of the three different pizza places that i saw deliver to the brewery oh, while nice. i was there nice um it's a really laid back place and i saw like i said i saw pizza places delivering um i happen to be there for trivia night so right, any, you anytime you hang out and have trivia night is a good time so when i was there on board uh on the board they also had this one called um called the eqx independent ale which is um which was brewed for one of the local radio stations i don't really remember it um uh but they had the 518 which is the uh, local area code Right, craft summer, which was a Belgian wit with some pomegranate. That one was pretty tasty too. That sounds pretty amazing. I like me some pomegranate. Yeah, that was that was a re- that was a good summertime drinking beer. Summertime fun time. Yeah, exactly. That that was a um, you know in um, in central New York and capital region. A lot of times, people they may have the uh, the cabin or the camp. Right. Up, uh, you know, in a separate piece of property, kind of off the beaten path a little bit. That's that's camp beer, you know. That that's grab <laughs> nice. the, that's grab the twelve pack. Uh, that's you know, or the, grab a couple of cases of those and go up to camp and hang out. Um, 
I was really excited to go to be able to finally stop there. Um, my wife and I were in Saratoga for the day, and it's probably only about 20 minutes south of Saratoga. So we ran down there for Sar- for that, and then we went back to Saratoga for dinner. Actually, that's beautiful because we were staying in Lake George at the time. So it's like, and which is only another 15 minutes north of Saratoga. So why not? <laughs> <laughs> like we just drove all over the place. It didn't really matter to us that. And it helped out that my wife was being awesome and driving all over the place for me. Ah, oh, it's super cool. So she was being fantastic. Perhaps the next time I venture up to the Adirondacks, we'll make a stop at Schmaltz and Clifton Park. I think you should. So uh, instead of our normal sign-off of cheers, guys, we have to do the one that is with Hebrew, and that is... Lahaim. Lahaim. You got to get the yeah. C in there. You got to clear your throat a little bit. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, like, know, I, I know. I can't, I can't really roll the R's in Spanish. I, I can't... I, I will do do your it's best. A, I know I can do it. All right. And L'chaim means to life, so that's what we'll end with. L'chaim, everybody. L'chaim. There we go. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow. Or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.